Uh, my music guest this morning is a hit maker of note who has consistently dropped songs that have kept people on the dance floor. Uh, born Marisa Klaassen. Yes. Mm, she was raised <laughs> by her maternal grandmother. Uh, but her stage name is an homage to her late mom who passed away when she was just six years old. Uh, the daughter of a Portuguese mom, South African father. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up, Ruby Gold was exposed to an array of musical influences, uh, including uh, R&B, rave, hip hop, uh, house and ultimately the love of her life, Jack. And she's got new music out, which we will hear at the end of the show. Welcome, Ruby Gold, oh. you absolute beauty. <laughs> you. Thank you so much, Sarah. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, hello. It is Love lovely, you. lovely, lovely to have you uh, to have you. you in. How are you? I'm doing great today. Yeah, I really am. Yeah, I love doing things like this. So okay, it boosts my energy. Yeah, I'm doing really great. You've got a really interesting background. You are like me, an amalgam of all sorts of yes. of, of different things, mm-hmm. uh, and that is then reflected in your music. But just tell yeah. us a little bit about your. You were raised by your mum's mum. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, I was raised by a Portuguese strong black woman who left Mozambique to come and start a life here in South Africa. Sure. And and yeah, she was she was everything. <laughs> was she musical? Do you come from a musical? She was. Family? She was very musical. She didn't sing, but she danced. Right. And she loved playing music every day. What every were day you all growing the time. up with? What was the music that she would Portuguese have music, you? Pasada, Kuduru, okay. Kizomba. Okay. I grew up with that. How are your she, Kizomba moves? Girl, I have the moves. Okay. I know how to move my waist. Okay. <laughs> we were born to move these yes. waist. Yes, ma'am. So I grew up with that. I grew okay. up with a lot, like a loud house. Yes. Always, my grandmother was always feeding us. She was always playing music. We were always laughing. That was the household we grew up around. Yeah. Beautiful. I like the first dance I ever knew was to dance lambada. Okay. I had to have the whole outfit like the girl in the video right. with the short skirt and it had to flare when you turned around and then you had to jump on a boy and then go down all the way. <laughs> that was my life. I was a pro at that dance. Right. So you knew early on that you wanted to perform. Definitely. My mother was a dancer, so oh. it was already there. She she, she was everything I wanted to be. Sure. Just looking at her, I was so fascinated by my mother. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah she basically paved it for me. Ah, she beautiful, did. beautiful. Um, there's there's a point at which for artists you, you realize this is what I want to do. And not just, oh, I, I like doing this as a hobby, but this is what I actually want to do. What was that point for you? Was, that, was there a, a performance that you did at school that you thought, this is what I love? What was the moment you thought professionally this is where I want to My mum. My right. mother literally made me dance on my tippy toes just like her. So I was, um, when we'd have like gatherings with my family and stuff, she'd always make me dance. So I'd be the star of the show every time there was a family gathering. And I would be on my tippy toes and she'd be saying, yeah, Marisa, do it like that. And, you know, she'd be encouraging me all the time. Mm. So she was the reason why I wanted to get into, in fact, I wanted to be a ballerina when she was still alive. Yes. And then she told me about my dad, who wasn't present at the time. And he was a singer. He's, uh, he is a singer still. Um, his name is Stevie, Stevie C. Yeah. He's, he was a part of the Resta Rebels. Yes. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's my dad. Okay, there's legacy there. Exactly. So I, when I first saw him on TV was with that big ad with um, Miriam Makeba. And they were doing this big ad and I was like, he's a singer. I want to be like that. Like, So I had the influence wow. from my mom and my dad. Okay. And then it just 
birthed this thing in me where I was like, you know what? That's what I want to be. This, I just want to be a singing, dancing queen. And then in terms of how you developed your own musical style, mm-hmm. when you got into the industry, and I imagine a lot of artists feel this, you come in with, with your own love of music yes. and then people are saying to you, but you need to make money. And so yeah, how, how do you navigate <laughs> that? How do you stay true to what you want oh, to do? My goodness. And have you, found, have you found that the longer you've been in the industry the more empowered you've been able to become. Definitely. Right. Um, definitely to the second question. The first one is that I failed dismally. dismally. I allowed myself to fail. Right. I released I like three albums before I came back into the industry again. Okay. So I basically was, I was popular from the first song that I made, which was Invitation to Dance. Right. And then I had this dying feeling like, no, I want people to know that I'm a singer and I'm a versatile artist. And people were like, no, just stick to this. And I was like, no, I don't want to just do house. And then I did Revolution, Takamunike. And then it was like, you are a house singer and then I fought against that I was like no I'm not a house singer guys I'm a versatile vocalist I want to be known for that multifaceted um, approach but people were like no just stick to Takamonike stick to Invitation to Dance so I failed I was like no I'm not going to do that I rebelled and then I went to go and make my own trans jazz first album which is Box Unlimited which you can find now (laughs) and it didn't even get any views it was um, we released it with Gallo Okay. It didn't go anywhere. It literally what did not go anywhere. What keeps you going through that? Because as you sit here, you do not look to me like you are someone who has been bothered by this failure. I was. Really? I'm, so I'm are reviving. You, are you through the other side of yes, that now? Yes, I'm on the other side right now. So you had moments where you just cried into a bowl of yes. Weet-Bix and And I carried on failing by making another album and another album. I made three albums after that that people were not feeling. And then I thought, okay, maybe suicide is the way for me. But do you love that? Do you love that? Are you joking? Are you being serious? Like no, you I'm got being into very like, serious. It took, you, it took you deep. Yeah, I went very deep because sure. I didn't get bookings any longer. Right. Nobody wanted to book me because I wasn't making any music like that they wanted me to make. So I like I made a stand, but nobody was with me. I just There's made that stand on my own. Really um, difficult about when you're. <laughs> When your when your passion and the thing that you're passionate about is is also tied to your source of income, yeah. Because there's there's so <laughs> much wrapped up in that. When it's not a hobby, yes. There's so the the, the, the jeopardy is is so much more. Yeah. The, the the albums that didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Are you proud of them? I am. There we go. I'm so proud of them. There like when go. I look at them, I look at how my vocal my vocal ability changed, how I pushed music that I wanted to push. Yeah. The 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 messages that I wanted to push as well were there. Like I wanted people to hear more authentic, real music. I didn't want to just be known for some sexy girl who's gonna sing in Portuguese and you don't know what I'm saying, okay. but hey, you know, like it, that, that for me that it wasn't it wasn't vibing with the core of who I am as a person. Yeah. So I'm happy with the, the releases, and I always said to them, "But guys, maybe this is just for people to know what I'm uh, like capable of." Yeah. And then when it's time, I'll come back into the industry, which is what I'm doing now. Yeah. So I'm yeah. back into the industry. Back with and the bang. I'm back on the I'm back on the prowl, and I'm doing what the industry wants, which is well, I'm still actually still vibing on the core of me, which is. Trying to infuse the industry um, needs with my own. <laughs> and th- isn't that that that's the 
that's the thing, isn't it? That's I think that's what everyone's doing. Yeah, I've seen artists come and go and come back and come, uh, mm. trying to trying to marry Readjust. that, you know, and and trying to do the the authenticity versus mm-hmm. the commerciality and or the, the commercially viable. It's a very it's difficult and it's it difficult is. because the sound keeps evolving, the audience keeps evolving, the way that we consume music keeps changing. Absolutely. Um, I'm someone who I if you brought out a CD right now, I'd go and buy it. I love. Have a CD. I've only just got Spotify. That old no, we're old school. I've got no yeah. qualms about it. I've got a CD player in my car. I absolutely love it. I've still got the Tony Braxton album from wow. 1993 wow. that I bought at the age of 13 from wow. 19. I've still got it. It has. Do you still have cost- a system to play it? Come to my house. <laughs> Come to my house and see. Yes, I do. And I I, yeah, I think it's more difficult also to deal with the cancel culture more than anything. Because in this industry, if you're not vibing with somebody's opinion, then, oh, no, we're just not vibing with her at all. And they don't give you a chance to, like, grow into what you're actually trying to develop. So I had to go within that myself. I had to be like, okay, you know what? The world's going to shut me down, but I can't shut down now. I'm not even there yet. I haven't even done what I want to do. Like, this, it's, not, it's, too, it's too early for me to quit. Yeah. What do you think about um, sort of young artists now who are coming up? Like, if, uh, Tyler would be an example. What, oh. are you, what are your thoughts on her and, and the music, but also the, the machine that is behind her and also the way that she's being marketed as a 22-year-old young woman. What are are your thoughts on that? I have so many thoughts on that and that question was so... um so broad like there was three questions mm. in one I'm trying to answer one of them at a time first of all I love Tyler okay I think she's absolutely beautiful um, and I really just pray that she's protected mm. that's the one thing that I'm, I'm praying for because this industry is nothing like this industry compared to your love for music is completely two different separate things right so the industry coming for her is what I'm praying over her. I pray for you, Tyler. I pray that everything you do is under the shield of God, first of all. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and then... I feel like we're all, all of us of a certain age yeah. are all like these mothers. Yes! Just sitting there going, <laughs> lovely, dear, but just we want you to be the careful. The thing is, I have a 21-year-old. My daughter is turning Sorry. 21. <laughs> so I do feel like her mother. I do, and I want to cry just praying for her, actually. You've got a 21-year-old. Vicky in the booth is shaking her head. This can't possibly be possible. I do. <laughs> Did you give birth when you were about five? How on earth has that happened? That's extraordinary. I, gave, I gave birth when I was 17. Okay. So yeah. Young, but I mean, but even still. Okay. Yeah. And, and ha- does she have any interest in the music industry whatsoever? Not to, be, not to partake in it, but she absolutely loves music. Okay. Do you yeah. breathe a sigh of relief that she wants no part of this hellscape? Not actually, because she's so good at singing. So I she... want her in the industry, and she's okay. a, she's an artist. She draws, so she's more okay. fascinated at her drawing, and she's more she's more into that rather than singing. She's okay. like, "Mommy, the singing is for you. I'm not going to compete with you." Because right. also, there's so many singers in the family. So she's just like, "There's one too many singers. I'm not going there." Okay, that's I've just her you. energy. I've she's just you. like, "My brothers, my sisters, my father, my mother, everybody's a singer." So she's just she like, wants to do her own "I want to do my own thing." So. I get okay. that and I appreciate that and, I, and I'm, I'm good with it. I empower her as much as I can, but I do wish that she could get into it. But back to Tyler. Yeah. 
(laughs) (laughs) Be protected. Yes. All good things be protected. You've got new music out and we're going to hear it. Uh, The new track, Loving On Me, just Mm -hmm. now. What's it about? Tell us. So the song is about loving somebody that's apparently loving on me, but has no intention of making me an honest woman. He's just out here, you know, caught, not even courting me, just like, Mm. You know, wanting me mm. to make him exclusive, mm. but at the same time, I'm not exclusive in his life. Oh no, we're not doing that. No, not in the year of Beyonce 2020. Absolutely no, no. definitely. <laughs> so I'm telling him, my guy, like we could do this together, but if you want to do this, you got to respect the fact that I'm a queen and I'm a beautiful woman. I have an empire of my own that I'm trying to build. So if you want to come and collaborate with me with this beautiful empire, let's do that. But you're not going to make me a skivvy and you're not going to make me a side piece. I'm just not doing that. So make a decision. What do you want to do? Be with me or be somebody else. See, be somewhere else. Go there. Go there and make those other girls skivvies. The ones that want to be skivvies. (laughs) Not me. Vicky just applauding ferociously for the booth. Uh, where is it available on all digital platforms? Absolutely. Okay, let's take a listen. It's Ruby Gold uh, and Loving On Me. Yes.